knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good Titans, everybody. Welcome to the Antron Report Podcast. This is episode number 35 of the Antron Report Podcast. Wait. What? The Antron Report Podcast. The what? Never mind. Anyway, we're uh, here. I'm Mike. With me is Jason. Hello. And we are here to provide a wonderful Kingdom Hearts podcast for your ear holes today. Uh, we have quite a bit to talk about, including some Disneyland action. Mm. We have... Uh, some question of the week action. Okay. I read a little bit of manga. Okay. We're going to talk about. But first, we have to address this. This past week was the 17th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 1 being released in North America. Wow. 17 years old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Kingdom Hearts 1. Jason, uh, give, me, give me a favorite moment in Kingdom Hearts 1. Favorite moment, Kingdom Hearts 1. In honor of the... Hmm... My favorite part is the. That's not true. Oh, that's a good part. That's the. That's not true. Uh, I like I like um. Hollow Bastion. Well, here's the thing. When I first played the game as like younger, I hated Hollow Bastion because they gave you the wooden sword and you couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. But now, you. now I like it, and I like how Goofy teleports to block Riku's projectile. <laughs> like he's literally. A uh, frame before he's right next to Riku, and then he's suddenly there, and he's like, "I got you, Zora," <laughs> and and it, it's just ridiculous. And I love Hollow Bastion now. So, uh, yeah, Goofy's a dream eater. Goofy is a dream eater. He's uh, eating my dreams, that's for sure. Imagine, imagine Drowsy, but it's Goofy, mm. like from Pokemon. Okay, okay. And the, they're like Drowsy. They eat children's dreams. Yeah, but it's Goofy. i'll do it again uh so kingdom hearts one a beautiful amazing game that started this whole thing off 17 years ago for many of us yes and i'm gonna quick tie that right now to something question of the week this week is what's your favorite kingdom hearts one moment oh your favorite moment from kingdom hearts one in honor of the 17th anniversary of this beautiful wonderful game that merged disney and final fantasy together for the first time. For the first time. And made it beautiful and amazing. Yes. So it's happy Changed birthday. Changed all of us. Happy birthday, Kingdom Hearts uh, 1. So I, I normally have a lot more comments to go through, but this week y'all were slacking. <laughs> I got I got one, one comment that's actually going to lead to a discussion of something I wanted to talk about. Okay. And this is from... Uh, Pyre Magruta, I think I'm still saying that right. They didn't, okay. tell, they didn't tell me I was saying it wrong last time. What are your opinions on the whole toxic speedrunner sector of the oh, Cage fan no. base? So, okay. I, I obviously, honestly, uh, honestly, obviously, by the way you worded that, Pyre, I know how you feel about it. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say toxic. as as someone who's, you know, attempted to speedrun games before and has gotten into that community a little bit. I don't think all of the speedrunners around Kingdom Hearts are toxic. No, no. I think what happens is there's some bigger speedrunners that have an opinion. They voice that opinion. And then 
some of their fans or or followers or wh- whatever you want to call it take that opinion and amp it up. Yeah. Like, but Bloody it's Biscuit like, says it's kind of more like Twitch chat, right? Right. It's in people general. like their Twitch chat, and then they like and, it won't even be like KH fans. They just go and they just shit post. Right. Exactly. So I I think to call the whole speedrunning community of Kingdom Hearts too toxic is unfair. I do think there are probably yeah. some toxic people in there. And then there's like the reverse side where there's like the people who are haters but like actually don't pay attention at all. Well, people that like just hate on it because it's speedrunning. Yeah. Imagine or, playing the game the wrong way. Like people that say stuff like right, that. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I will say. There is a opinion that's been sprouting out that is driving me nuts, though. It's driving and crazy. And I think it actually started with Bloody Biscuit. Oh, that's the man. First, and it's, man, Final Fantasy VII Remake looks so good. Why didn't they do that to Kingdom Hearts 3? I think that's horseshit. I think it's a company working on multiple games. They don't purposely try to make a game worse than another. They, uh, it, it's like just, soccer team had been working on like the last like three KH games. Right. It's not like they said, Hey, we'll put our B team on Kingdom. Like, regardless if you think that or not, that's not the truth. These people <laughs> worked hard on this game. They right. didn't half ass it. Yeah. And so for people to take something that looks so good, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, it looks amazing. I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers. Yeah, I've seen, but it looks awesome to take something positive like that and spin it into a negative about Kingdom Hearts is just so stupid. Yeah. Well, also it's like, that's how people fell about like KH three when the trailers are out. This looks so awesome, right? You know what I mean? It's that's how that's what trailers are supposed to do, right? Right. <laughs> if they were like, "Oh, this looks shit, good," it, it's in line with Kingdom Hearts three then because it looks shit. It's like no, that's not the fact that that's anybody's opinion is the most or or I think the way Bloody Biscuit put it was this this trailer looks awesome. This game looks it looks like they put a lot of hard work and dedication to it, and they want us to see it. That makes me happy and sad at the same time is like that ain't it, Chief. No. I'm sorry. That's that's just bullshit. Like yeah. Oh, this, this game looks better than the game I wanted to be better. I didn't like this game. You know what? If you don't like Kingdom Hearts 3, just stop talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah. Just just stop. You're not speedrunning it. You're not doing anything with it. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it be. Let you it know? let let us and, like it and enjoy it. You know what? If you're going to talk that much shit on it, maybe don't submit a speed run to games done quick for it, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just cause it's a new shit. You want to do a speed run for it. I'm just saying, I, I mean, I like bloody biscuit. I know I've been critical of him. I think sometimes his opinions suck. That's all I'm saying. And, and it also and, gets amped up from other, and he from did like tweet Twitch saying, Hey, I wonder if sometimes I say things and then some of my followers run with it and make it bigger than it needs to be, but it's not my responsibility to like, Right, yeah, it's not. But yeah. you also do have a responsibility as a content creator that people like to not like be an asshole to. Not, I'm not saying he is doing that, but I'm saying he's not 100 percent right when he says that. Like when HMK like starts trying to drag someone on Twitter and all his followers go like get on that person, it's like yeah. that's not cool. Well, and it's also like <laughs> okay, like if you say something like. Just offhand, like off the cuff, like, and then that's like the first time that that happens. That's one thing, right? Right. But to be like continuously like saying some shit, and then there's like Reddit posts and shit, and all the stuff. It's like, I, I, I you know, know. you know what you're doing. We can like Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven remake. Yeah, they can both look great or not great or whatever. They're 
they're in a vacuum from each other. And I know people are like, no, they're not. They were created by the same company. But like, freaking, uh, are are you mad that World of Final Fantasy was hot dog shit? No, because <laughs> has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, it, it it it's a game being made by a company that has multiple teams that work on games. Yeah, it's that simple. Well, it, it would be one thing if it was like. Okay, this team had never worked on a KH game before or had minimal or just experience. Like, just like, oh, hey, you know, we don't really give a shit about Kingdom Hearts. Like, they think that. Like, it's like, Kingdom Hearts, this is the highest selling game, the second highest selling game of the year right now. Yeah. It's Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> what, what benefit would they have for, like, purposely putting third. out an inferior product? What would be the benefit of that? Yeah. Oh, we'll show those Kingdom Hearts weebs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what? What are you arguing right now? Anyway. It's all, it's all weeb shit. <laughs> it's all stupid. But I, I, someone asked me. So I don't think speedrunners are toxic. No. I think there are some speedrunners that have said some negative things about Kingdom Hearts three, and I think that's okay. It's okay to have an opinion. Um, but to continue to bash something and then also like, oh, I'm gonna speedrun this. It's like, okay, you, you shouldn't. Do you that. either like it or you yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. You like. <laughs> And maybe it's time for you to move on then, you know, go, yeah. go play a different game. That's or fine. We'll or keep... just stick to what you like. Like, right. People love watching, like, when somebody's really passionate and good at something, you know what right. I mean? They don't have to be, because it's the next installment, you don't have to have that same passion or whatever for it just because it's the next thing. Right. Well, and, and to your point. I think that's a reason why maybe his speedrun didn't get picked for that game's done quick and Miss Master and, and Crispy Me and uh, Ninten got picked for that because they have a big passion for it. And they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, everybody criticizes a game they like because that's just what you do. But right, right. They, they clearly did a great job representing that community and, and being all about that game. You yeah. know, when they, I watched their speedrun, it was great. Shout yeah. out to those guys. All right. That's my, that's my salt of the week. We we need a we need a my sea salt <laughs> my my sea salt ice cream bar of the week or something. I I, don't know. I need to make an emote where instead of like the salt the PJ salt from Twitch, it's the exact same thing, but it's not salt coming out. It's it's the sea salt ice cream and it's like dripping. Mm. I'm dripping that salt. That sea He's salt dripping ice cream. that sea salt. I like it. I like it. Are you familiar with the Oogie Boogie Bash at uh, Disneyland, California? No, but you have my interest and my attention. Hog baby. So Oogie Boogie, they do a Halloween party. at Both, both Disney World and Disneyland do different Halloween parties. Disneyland in particular does the Oogie Boogie Halloween Bash. I, I have my Disney consultant behind me. <laughs> give me, give me. In the pamphlet they prepared for the Oogie Boogie Bash, in a certain section of there, there's listed... Hang out with friends from Kingdom Hearts, <gasps> as in mascots from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, my God. Um, now, previously, I know for a fact there has been Hall Halloween Town Donald and Halloween Town Goofy hanging mm. out. They didn't Disgusting specify. ass. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> specify which Kingdom Hearts friends it would be. I'm assuming it's going to be like Goofy and Donald and... I, I don't know that you can do Sora. That's weird. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> you need to find a teenage boy. Uh, they could I mean, do no, it, they I They could guess. do it. They could do it. But, but I don't know who else it would be then. Right. I don't know who the other friends There's not anyone who's like like Halloween related. Well, I mean, they, they could say the Nightmare Before Christmas people, but like 
It's not like Jack Skellington has a Kingdom Hearts variant. He's just Jack Skellington. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a little strange. Um, they could do Pete in his armor. Because Pete doesn't usually dress like that. He has all kinds of zippers. Oh, 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 just like normal. I thought you meant like in some type of Halloween Tom version of Pete. And I was like, what no, the no, no, fuck? no, no. <laughs> it's just like Friends from Kingdom Hearts. So maybe yeah, it's yeah. just Pete with his big zipper that goes all the way down to his grundle. Okay, I just got a chip in for my Disney Wait, consultant. Uh, this just in. Sora did used to walk around in Disney parks. Yep, it just looked like a person dressed like Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora. Okay. Okay, that's legit. I will put a picture up on the podcast for you guys. It looks terrifying, <laughs> honestly. Um, thank you. True, thank you, Tara, for that hot tip. Uh, so it could be Halloween Town Sora with the pumpkin mask. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like he's got the, the emo pumpkin mask. <laughs> yeah. The, the Pete Wentz emo emo mask, if you will. Maybe maybe Fallout Boy will just be there in their Halloween what? Town garb. You don't know. They did they did the soundtrack or they did a song on the soundtrack for uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, like the twentieth anniversary. Did you not know this? No. Yeah, there was like Panic at the Disco. Oh Fall no! Out Boy. Oh no! What did, what song did? I think Fall Boy did. What is this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Panic Disco, This Is Halloween. And there were other bands, too. Other, like, edgy <laughs> oh, bands. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, dude, it was pretty edgy. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to Oogie Boogie's Halloween Bash. Be on the lookout. Oogie Boogie's Bash. I, I, I wish I could go. California's a long ways away, you know? Yeah. Boogie Boogie Bash. I love Oogie Boogie, too. Yeah. I, I'd wanna I want to see Oogie. I want to hug Oogie Boogie. Yeah. I want to hug him. I want to hug him. I hugged him. Baymax in, in, at Disney World. And I feel like hugging Oogie Boogie would be the same, but like maybe it'd like be irritating to your skin. Oh yeah, a little itchy. You might <laughs> like get some bugs on you. This burlap sack would itch you, you know. Uh, yeah. Like what you might you... get stuck. Does Oogie Boogie procreate? Oh, my my first thought obviously was like, what does Wiener looks like? But <laughs> hmm, does he have like a little burlap wang that comes out or? I don't know. That's maybe he just like knits another sack. It, oh, so his procreation is he actually creates? Yeah, the other oogie. And what would he, a girl oogie boogie be and called? Then he fucks the bag. And then, oh, and then he fucks it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. And then I guess it comes that's the to answer life. I was asking for. And then it comes to life because yeah. the bugs fill it up. Would it be woogie boogie? Yes, woogie boogie. Woogie. Anyway, or just uh, woogie woogie, <laughs> woogie woogie, woogie woogie. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so what we're gonna do now, Jason, is we're gonna take a quick break, and we actually have a special Audible ad this week. Oh my god! Read by a special guest. Wow! And I'll let you guys uh, hear who that is. We'll be right back. Tara, then, please tell me, what happened to our Audible.com subscription? I've been locked in a shadow prison for over a decade. Do you have any idea how lonely it is here? How frightening it is to have no one? All that's left in my heart is misery and despair and over 100,000 downloadable titles narrated by some of your favorite talents. And now, you can share it. Go to audible.com forward slash answer report to receive your free 30-day trial. 
Don't expect Mickey to renew it for you. He'll only forget about you. All right, and we're back. And that was a pretty pretty good audible ad, don't you think? Yeah. Aqua joining us from the, the dark the dark realm. She's losing it. She's losing her mind, but at least she's got on her. But you can save her. <laughs> you can save her. By going to that. <laughs> That link. Just give us uh, the last four digits of your credit card, <laughs> the date, and the three numbers on the back. Just kidding. Anyway, welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to the Handsome Report podcast. Uh, I read some manga, Jason. Yeah. I got up through chapter th- or episode 32. Episode 32. Episode 32. And so what that carried me through was the beginning of volume two, which was um, Pinocchio, Monstro. We got swallowed by the whale. And that was pretty uneventful. That pretty much runs the exact same way as it does in the game with Riku showing up. Yeah. And all that. Um, except Geppetto builds a ship out of gummies. Oh. And they escape too. Oh, it's like they like show how they get out. Right, right, right. They get sneezed out at the same time Sora and Co. do. Okay. That was uneventful. And then we went to Atlantica, which was a little more eventful. Yeah. Um, first of all, Something I've never realized about the Little Mermaid that makes me uncomfortable. What? Is, you know, in the movie, she refers to King Triton as daddy all the time, right? Because her dad. Daddy, you know. But what I didn't realize is that when she referred to him to other people, she would call him daddy as well. So she meets Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and she goes, I want you to come meet daddy. And I didn't like that. (laughs) That, that is a little weird. That's a little. Ex- they're probably like, "Who's Daddy?" I expect a guy with like a leather choker on and spikes. You know, like who, who's <laughs> that? Uh, so that made me feel a little weird. Um, and then he, uh, they give they give King Triton a lot of like anime stare. You know what I mean by that? Mm, Where like yeah, he has yeah. the bu- it's like just his eyes, and he's like intense, and then there's like a bubble of things he's like thinking or saying. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was cool to anime okay, style okay. King Triton. Um, I thought that was pretty neato. They, they, P- Prince Eric isn't there at all. Huh. Is it, isn't he in the, he's in Kingdom Hearts 1, right? Mm-hmm. Or did they save that for 2? He's in 2. Yeah, he's in 2. He's not in 1 at all. No. That's right, okay. So no, it was right. Um, Goofy almost gets eaten by the shark. Oh my god. But he goes into his shell, and luckily the shark tries to chomp on the shell instead of swallow him whole. And it breaks all his teeth, and so Goofy saves everybody from the shark. Oh, nice. Which I thought was nice. Nice. Um, it's pretty pretty neato. Pretty dumb shark. Yeah, yeah, dumb shark. Uh, <laughs> they end up defeating Ursula pretty... Uh, sh- she has like a whirlwind around her, and they're all they're all tied up in her tentacles. Uh-huh. And... That's hot. A, the whirlwind brings like this old ship and like stabs her in the back, and that's oh. how they escape. Like they don't really... And then they beat her up, but then like they, they was completely luck-based how they escaped. <laughs> okay. Um... Sora says this line, Donald, do something. And Donald goes, what am I supposed to do? I'm trapped too. And he goes, you're both kind of octopuses, right? And then they don't elaborate on that at all. Like, what What was Donald? Fuck her, Donald. Donald, you got to seduce her with your <laughs> octopus tentacles. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, <laughs> they also had, the, one of the chapters was very heavy on the Ansem Report, which I thought was interesting. Because mm. in the game itself, they don't really reference the Ansem Report. Like, they Sora's, talk about our podcast. What? They talk about our podcast. No, no, no. They talk about the actual answer reports that you find in, in oh, Kingdom Hearts oh. 1. They're a big part of the manga. They, they've, they like, 
Yuffie and, and Aerith have been like, you got to find the Ansem reports and bring them back here. Mm. Which is interesting because in the game itself, they don't really reference it other than you no. can find them and then you can read them. Yeah. Like Sora doesn't go, oh, I found a new Ansem report. Let's get this to Sid, you know? Like, yeah. And they do that and then they spend time like, Aerith has to like translate it for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. They show her like at a desk, like <sighs> scribbling furiously. Like, <laughs> and then like there's a thought bubble. It's like, Ansem, the wise, what were you doing? You know, like <laughs> it's like really, really weird. What? But then they like do this whole chapter where they just kind of read the first couple Ansem reports and it has like pictures with it. Hmm. And Sora and Down and Goofy are like reacting to it, which I thought was like, it's different, obviously, than yeah. what happens at the game and it was unique. And then while they're doing that, like while Sid is transmitting like the Ansem report stuff to him, they get uh, caught on Captain Hook's. Uh, pirate ship mm. and uh riku's a bad boy now and he controls the power of dark heartless mm, yes and uh, that's where i that's where i left off okay okay um so you're the, pretty far yeah i'm getting pretty far one thing they do that i didn't mention before is they have these like these little mini comic strips that are supposed to be like funny hmm. they're like three frames or four frames that are like uh, completely unrelated completely unrelated like and they're usually like what if kind of scenarios okay like so Aerith is like reading the answer reports and she's like, Ansem, the first frame is her doing it. Second frame is, it's the same as it was in the actual book, uh-huh. where it just says, what were you up to? And then the next one, it shows, like, on the side, he has, like, ingredients for, like, uh, curry. <laughs> and she's and one of them is shiitake mushrooms. And she goes, you put shiitake mushrooms in your curry? And that's the end of the, <laughs> the comment. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. What the uh, hell? Hold on, hold on. Uh, one is Cloud. It's called Farewell Gift. And Cloud says, a farewell gift. And he's flicking, like, the gummy that you get in the game, the navigation gummy you get mm. from him. And it hits Sora in the head, and it rattles and falls down a sewer drain. And Sora's like, no! <laughs> and that's the comic. <laughs> um, there's a Captain Hook one, a day in the life of Captain Hook. Okay. And it says, morning, polishing his hook. Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> Noon, polishing his hook. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Oh. Night polishing his hook squeak 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 but sometimes bonding with peter pan and it says blast you peter and then it says also sometimes bonding with the crocodile shmee and this is this is funny (laughs) these are just polishing your hook these are japes uh here's my favorite one actually i forgot this one (laughs) so it's geppetto and pinocchio chilling on their boat inside monstro okay and Geppetto's like, no fish again today. What can we eat for dinner tonight? And then it shows him with a surprise face, like, and Pinocchio's trying to eat the gummy block. He's got, like, a fork and knife, and he's got a gummy block. Uh-uh. Pinocchio, gummy blocks aren't food. I told you it wasn't meat. <laughs> That's... Dear God. So, yeah, things are going good in manga time, land. <laughs> uh... Next episode, I'll read more mangas and we'll talk about it. Nice, yay, Jason. Yes, this is how I. Uh, uh, someone in the Discord suggested that we switch places and you run the podcast and ask me questions. Okay, and I said I'm kind of a control freak, so I don't know if I'm into that. Mm. What do you think of that? We we could do it for the one time, <laughs> just once, yeah, just for the one time. All right, so wait, are, are you committing to next week? Uh, no, no. <laughs> we okay. Eventually. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we're, we're taking a trip this weekend. Yeah. So you're not going to have a lot of time to prepare. So episode 36, no. But what about episode 37? Hmm. You hmm. run the show on episode 37? 
Hmm. And I don't know anything about it. This has given me like anxiety just talking. Hell about yeah. It. All right. All right. We'll, we'll try for episode 37. Now it is on to the question of the week. Question of the week. One thing to mention before the question of the week. Uh, Sean 2.0 pointed out, I'm starting to go back and listen to the first 10 episodes of the podcast because I started listening later. And in the first episode, they're like, it would suck if Sora died in the very last cutscene. LMAO. <laughs> that did not age well. No. And then Sean 2. <laughs> actually, it aged very well. We're prophets. We're, we're, we're geniuses. Sean 2.8. Yeah, there's a lot of Sean's. Don't worry about it. It says, LOL. So what you're saying is it's Mike and Jason's fault? And uh, then they wait, wait, wait. Did Addison say it? Because if he said it, no, it's they really said suspect. You, they, they go on to say you specifically brought okay, the idea into okay. existence. That'd be hella suspect. And then they want to know was it masters. worth it? What did it cost? Everything, everything. Anyway, question of the week. Reminder about the question of the week is that we are running a contest for the question of the week again, and the winners, three winners, will get one of the. Uh, Wayfinder Trio Keyblade chains that uh, Blue Kingdom so doshly generously donated to us <laughs> to give away. Aqua, Terra, and Ven. Each person will receive one of those at random that wins of the three people. That was a confusing way to say that. Yes. Uh, and you have till October 1st. So um, you, the question you're answering is what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts memory? Just in general. Um, just in general. And you can continue to go in the question week and answer that to October 1st, and I will go through this nonsense, and I will find everybody, and then we will, at random, draw three people. So please join our Discord and do that if you would like to win one of those items. Or no, I'm sorry. It's not what's your favorite card, Kingdom Hearts memory. It's what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts game and why. Why did you let me say the wrong thing? For It sounded wrong, but I, you were so confident that I was like, okay. <sighs> what is your favorite Kingdom Hearts game and why is the like, question. I know we had answer done that before October before. 1st. You can win the thing. Okay. So Sean <laughs> 2.0 says... My favorite Kingdom Hearts game is Birth by Sleep. Fight me, the box. It does a great job with the two core pillars of JRPGs, story and oh god, the grind. I feel like the story of this game is either the best in the series or tied with KH2. But what this game does better than KH2 is the grind, brother. Grind commands, <laughs> grind finishers, grind D-links, grind those attack style transformation things. Mini games in Disney Town, so much grinding. The story of this game feels like a good version of the Star Wars prequels. Terrace Fall to Darkness... Ventus building disillusionment with Ericus and Aqua just trying to keep her friends safe makes this game the most enjoyable. I challenge you to finish the game without being affected by the story of these three friends. Oh, and did I mention you get to do it three times? Each character feels different to play, too. It's not just playing the same character three times. Also, no Jiminy Cricket, which makes it the best Kingdom that, Hearts that's game. That's actually... That's factual. <laughs> that is factual. <laughs> Shay Shay Sweets says... Favors 358 over two days because it's so needed for this story to work, in my opinion. Also, my man's Roxas, best boyo. Okay. Like okay, it. okay, okay. I, I, I do think 358 is very underrated. It is underrated. Also, the, the gameplay kind of sucks, but the story's really good. Like, the thing that kills it is the filler. If there wasn't the, as much filler, yeah. it would be a way better game. Yeah. Or if they had more variety to the filler. Yeah, yeah. At least add that more wasn't variety. Stealth variety. That wasn't like, yeah. Stealth or. You have to go scout, even though a half of the organization's roles say that they go scout new worlds. Right. But the world's not new. It's Agrabah. Uh, <laughs> it's been in five fucking games. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they play beach volleyball here, Roxas. <laughs> really? You think so? No. No. 
The box says, this is a really difficult question for me to answer because I've yet to find a KH game that I would replay for the gameplay alone. Yikes. Story-wise, I Damn. legitimately believe that uh, Chi, Bat Cover, Union Cross has the strongest narrative, and that's what I'm looking forward the most. Gameplay-wise, well, probably KH2 because I have really fond memories of some of the organization bosses, mostly Zaldan, Demix, and Syax, that I couldn't beat as a kid and took me several tries, while many of the other games either feel too gimmicky to me or were confined to consoles that made it physically unbearable for me to play them, hand cramps. But if I were to list my top five favorite games of all time, not a single KH title would get in there. That said, I automatically disqualify myself from the giveaway for two reasons. I'm sure you guys want to stone me to death now that I said this. Yes. Too. I don't want to. I don't want to win anything related to BBS. Banned. And then uh, she puts back cover, best KH game, and then crosses it out. Banned. Jason says banned. We have we have an animated emos. People can see the box get banned. Jason's Jason's gonna go ban the box. Uh, the master of masters, master. Never get sick of saying that. It says, <laughs> in regards to the entire Kingdom Hearts series so far, I would have to say that Birth by Sleep slash BBS Final Mix is my favorite game of the series. Wow. Lots of BBS love here. The story is strong and the themes are deep and among some of the most existential in the series. The villains were presented well, as you could believe their motives, but also become curious to their motivations. It also helped to better develop the KH Universe lore by introducing other Keyblade wielders and their practices and methods of function. Providing more context to the characters already introduced, like the Radiant Guardian Residents or how and why Riku and Kairi got their Keyblades. The game was also introduced to one of the most badass Kate secret movies that have ever been created. What's better than one old guy and half a man mopping the battlefield with three suited warriors and a mouse? Aside from the story, though, the gameplay is also some of the most fun of the series as well. With so many fun and engaging gimmicks that all manage to serve a reasonable purpose within the game itself, like leveling up commands on the command board or the Mirage Arena battles that provide you with some very rewarding keyblades, the worlds feel connected to the game's plot while also giving a decent retelling of the original source material. Oh, man. Master, Master, Masters has a lot more to say here. Plus, not only do you get to play from multiple perspectives, Terra, Aqua, and Ventus, but there's also multiplayer, which I think so far BBS has pulled off the best in the series. I love all the Kingdom Hearts games for various reasons, but of all the games in the series, I find myself coming back to BBS the most, and I think it's because it's gotten so many of its revolutionary concepts right and is a major foundation for some of the better elements that were adopted by KH3 which shows plenty of promise, but might need its Remind DLC to tip the scales in its favor, whereas BBS didn't need a final mix, even though it did add a whole new world in the Realm of Darkness, along with more fights and more Keyblades. Birth by Sleep is a gem, and I hope the series creates more games like it. I would love to see maybe some portable games as the series is known for, possibly on the Switch with a similar style in mind. Maybe retelling of the Key Era events, or another multi-perspective title where you play Sora, Riku, and Yozora, or maybe the other Guardians of Light. The list goes on for reasons why I love this game, which is why I've I have to decisively say it's my absolute favorite of the series. Thanks for reading, guys. Keep up the great content. Thank you. Thank you, Master Masters Masters. Yeah, there there is something to say about the fact that, you know, even just right away in the Disney places, like, like with Tara getting basically tricked into taking uh, Sleeping Beauty, or not Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah, 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 sleep. The one that's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. For some some reason, I thought that was Snow White, bro. Anyway, uh, like, taking, like, Sleeping Beauty's heart or whatever, right? And that's actually, like, character development actually matters eventually. They do a good job of developing those. I mean, I would say Aqua has the weakest character development. Because she's mostly just follow Because she's like, I'm a master already. You know what I mean? Like, she just kind of follows the other two. But, yeah, I agree. There's some good character development in that game. Moving on, we have You Better Think Sean's Best Boy, 
which used to be nominated as best girl. There's mm. a lot of name changing going on in this Discord. Says, my favorite game would have to be between Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories and KH2. I just have really fond memories of KH2, and it's such a fun game. Sure, it has some flaws, but I feel, but it feels magical to me. Also, the also standard enemies kicked my ass, and playing KH2 for the first time, I haven't died so much yet. The ending makes me feel soft every soft inside every time I watch it, especially with that beautiful Roku Nami Nami smiles. That's a ship. Roku Nami is that Roxas nominee ship? I think that's Roxas nominee ship. Mm. I am not really fond of the com battle system and replaying the same worlds from KH1, but the story is great. Wait, it's not Riku no- nominee? I can't. I don't. It's see Roku. It. Where would the K come from? I don't know. I whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like Roxas. It's a three way. The K comes from Roxas. It's three ways. Um, I remember watching a YouTuber play the games from release order and him being so confused about Twilight Town and if Sora really knew and remembered Nominee when he got to Chain of Memories. Also, the story is mainly nominee centered, so a little bias. Okay. I can see that. Skittles for Hannah says, My favorite game is KH2. Solid story. One of the best, if not the best, in the series. Good worlds. I'd rather do Rhythm Atlantica than Swimming Atlantica any day and be able to go <laughs> to the underworld was fun. Great characters. Rox is his best boy. Kyrie actually does something, and Cypher was voiced by Will Friedel, which is always a plus. <laughs> Will Friedel is uh, Eric on Boy Meets World. Mm, that is a plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love a good antagonist, and in this game we get the organization. My favorite villainous group and the reason I can't choose a favorite character. Between the puzzle pieces, the Roxas boss fight in Final Mix, and Goofy dying, I think KH2 is my favorite game of all time. The puzzle pieces was legit. When I do like the that. puzzle pieces, yeah. When we, play, when we replayed through that, that was sick. All, but, okay, on the contrary, fuck the 13 mushrooms. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> Especially the combo one. Yeah, the combo one sucks. I think this is another organization name. I think it's, uh, hold on. Hello? I think it's Timothy with an X in it. But it's Mixoth to Okay. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. I'm surprised I could translate that. But uh <laughs> they're new to Discord, so shouts out. Shout outs. Uh, Thanks for joining the Discord. And this is a good opinion. My favorite game in the series is Dream Drop Distance. The combat is awesome and has many options and strategies. The Dreamcatcher collecting is fun and having Riku and Sora have different options for how to use Dream Eaters is great. The main reason it's my favorite is that it's the first cage game that I got to share with my son. He's only five, but we have played at least three times all the way through. I know the story is confusing, but it would not be cage without that. Also, Fantasia World was incredible. Mm, that's good, true. That's that, is, that is a really good world. That is a good opinion. Uh, Triumphs says, my favorite game in the series is definitely between KH2 and BBS. In KH2, you get arguably the best story in the series as a whole. Riku and Sora's final fight against Zenless is still the best, single best moment of any of the games in the franchise, and it gives me goosebumps every time I play mm, it. It is a very good Drive one. Form, which is a really good mechanic, in my opinion. My favorite boss of all KH and Zenless, and as usual, Axel is a fucking badass. <laughs> in BBS, I actually had a great time with the command deck combat system and melding commands. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but oh well. The story is very compelling and so tragic dark that it makes you feel for the three main pr- protagonists and, of course, Aqua. I have a deep love for all these games, excluding the trash can of a game that is recoded. Great opinion. But these <laughs> have to be my favorites by far. Uh, also, sorry for being so inactive in this school. Just started back up. It's been crazy. I'm sure you all missed me. We did miss you. And you know what? You can be as active or as inactive as you want. Also, pop in whenever you want. That is something that's kind of missing from KH3. Like, in KH2, you have, like, leveling up your dry forms and everything uh-huh. and your summon and everything. Like, in BBS, you have a ton of different things you can level up. But, like, in KH3, like, 
yeah, you can level up your keyblades, but it's not tied to like anything except for like crafting, right? right. You're saying you wish you could like level up if maybe you lo- the uh rides that you get? I mean, that would be cool. flow. I mean, if, if you could do that or if you could do like attractions in general, like yeah. if you clumped them together or like if you could level up. But um, wouldn't that be cool though if you like like your forms? Like you get like let's say like you uh, have blitz form well that the but they don't forms. really talk about that. It's kind of it's kind of hidden in the mechanics a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit hidden. But Tell me you wouldn't be dope. You get your pirate ship out and you're like, you don't know shit about pirates. And, <laughs> and as you're doing, like, as you use it, it levels up and it starts to, like, add cannons to it. Yeah, or, that like, would be come sick. On, that would be sick. Yeah. Or, like, the, um, the, uh, what's the water blaster one? The water blaster no, one? Not the water, but the, the splash the, run. The oh, blaster the... blaze. Blaster blaze. Yeah. The blaster blaze, you level up that and it like shoots like a big beam instead, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even the splash one. Yeah, you could. The only one you couldn't really do it with is like the Big Thunder Mountain because it's like you use that twice and you're only allowed to use that twice. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like situational. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. But that would be cool. Yeah, it does need something like that. You're right. It is missing yeah. that kind of like extra level up system yeah that where, that we've become come accustomed because right to. now it's like okay when you use your your forms it doesn't matter like you can get it back right away right right well and like, when using it the only thing you get is like the stat and damage i guess right? what i'd like to see like if there's a way we could switch how keyblade leveling works because like right now there's like and this happens in every kingdom hearts game and we were like, oh, it's not going to happen as much in this game because you can switch Keyblades on the fly. But it's like, there are just Keyblades you do not use. Yeah. Like, think about how many times you use the Frozen Keyblade. I mean, like, right when when we were playing through it, I used it a bit. A little bit. Yeah. But not a lot. No. Because Toy Story was better. Well, And yeah. then you get Pirates of the Caribbean, which is And Lucky Strike is, is just so important, too. Right. Then you get Pirates, and that's better. And then you get... Um, Nano Gear. Nano Gear, which is... Pff, right. Nano Gear. Right. Come on. Well, and then you have Ever After to talk about too. Right. Ever After is if you're if you're magic, if you're speed running, that's the keyblade. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I would like to see somehow like not. I don't want to be forced to use a keyblade, but if there's a way to make the other keyblades more viable. Yeah. Like they give you they give you the um the shooting star right it, is that what it's called yeah. the one that you got from playing the mini games on the. No, no, no. Shooting Star is the one that you get in Twilight Town. Okay, what's the one? What's the one? It's just the Kingdom Key, but reskinned. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they give it to the, you. The blue if, one. If you didn't do the mini games, they give it to you when Yen Sid shows up. Yeah. Like, what's the point in that? Like, give like, me a reason to use that thing. If they could have it where you have, like, your Keyblades can level up to, like, level 10, right? And every time that it levels up, it adds to, like, an overall level, mm. right? So like, if you oh. leveled up the and like they don't they only level up when you use them, right? Not through crafting or whatever. Right. Like they could add something to the end. It's like oh level ten, and then you throw a fucking orillacum on that bitch, and then it turns into like another. It's okay. like King like Key Plus or some shit, I like right? That. I like that. That would be dope. You crazy curriculum plus. <laughs> I just think about that all the time. It's such a good, such a good quote. And then. Like, based on, like, there could be different, uh, at level, like, 10 or whatever, your form changes last longer or whatever. Or there's, like, a whole nother, oh, at, like, level 50 or something, you have, um, 
I don't know, extra abilities mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Too bad it's not that. Yeah. Spends the first half of the show hating on people who criticize Kingdom Hearts 3. Spends the second half of the show criticizing Kingdom Hearts 3. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely <laughs> different than being like, this is inherently bad. Right, yeah, no. We just some improvements like see that would be cool. I mean we uh we love Kingdom Hearts three though. Like I I, I Like we're trying to figure out ways how to use more keyblades. Yeah. Tara Tara and I started playing Kingdom Hearts three together. Oh yeah? She's she's she doesn't know as much Kingdom Hearts stuff. And so What? Why are you looking at me? I'm talking about you. Yeah. Uh so she we're trying to we just started playing three together and it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Because Kingdom Hearts three is dope. It is dope. Anyway, fun. Jason, last segment of the of the episode, we have the Ansem Report, oh. as read by our good friend, Blue Kingdom. Ansem's Report 8. There is no doubt that the heartless are deeply connected to people's hearts. Further study may unravel both their motivations and the mysteries surrounding the heart. As a start, I have built a device that artificially creates heartless. By recreating the conditions that spawn the heartless naturally, I should be able to produce them artificially. This device is the culmination of all my research thus far. The machine's test run successfully created a heartless. This may be a step forward creating a heart from nothing. The artificially and naturally created heartless showed nearly identical traits, but the two types remain distinct the purpose of the experiment. So, I will mark the ones that are created artificially. Alright, so answer report 8 is gotten from defeating Hades after in Kingdom Hearts 1 after you uh you know get to the get to whatever his tournament is and beat him. Wow. I I always thought that was cool side side note that you could like beat the game without beating Hades. Oh really? I'm pretty sure you could. You didn't have to lock that world. It was just like an optional thing. And That's then if true, you did, actually. Yeah, yeah now that I think about because it. it was just you'd like it didn't tell you to go back. It just like oh, there's a new tournament, but you didn't have to go do it. Yeah, Chippendale uh, be like Sora, Sora. There's a new tournament at the top. You gotta go fight the people and win the monies and the women and the children. Oh, sorry. I'm just so used to saying women and children because <laughs> the Anakin Skywalker quote. So, um. Basically, Mr. And Sam here has built a uh, a heartless machine. Yeah. And he's making heartless. And that's why there's pure blood heartless. And the ones with the symbols on them mm. and the ones with the symbols are the ones he made. Yeah. Well, and then the, that's why there's the giant freaking factory. Right. Yeah. Right. And you go into that room in Kingdom Hearts 1 and there's that uh, creepy like machine and it has like all this stuff you read. Remember the, the progeny? Oh, oh, that thing. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, I'm, I was like, I was like trying to do like a voice, <laughs> and I was like, is it progeny or progeny? Pro- progeny. Go check out our our uh, our uh, best moments of KH1 uh, videos for it's that. It's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. It's a good goof. It's a good gaff. It's a good jape. Um, 
But anyway, so he starts artificially creating Heartless. And they actually talked about this in the manga, how they're like, Maleficent must be using this machine to create Heartless. Mm. They say that in the manga, which is I don't think that's something they connect in the game at all. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like she just summons them. Right. Um, so I don't know what the real answer on that one is. But, yeah. Um, and then what's interesting about this as well is that he says um, this may be a step towards creating a heart from nothing, mm. which I think is like cool foreshadowing kind of. Because yeah. it's like eventually we learn these nobodies create a heart from nothing yes. in their own chest. In their own chesticles. In their own chesticles. And, you know, that's pretty neat. So we're getting some interesting answer reports here. We got four, three more, five more. Three, four, five six, more. Eight. Five more answer reports in Kingdom Hearts 1. So, uh. Wow. Only eight more answer reports. What? That's what you said, right? We have eight more answer report reports for Kingdom Hearts 1. Then we start doing the answer reports in Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh. Yeah, come on, dude. We're going to do. <laughs> and we're going to do the Xehanort reports or whatever. The. Secret reports. The secret reports and the Jiminy's reports. No, I, we, I refuse. We will never read. I refuse. We will never read an. Er- it uh, says thank nominee. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh no! What's my, the recorded? I thing? got a bunch of glitches in my journal. Uh, hearts and what is it? Hello. Uh, the thing he says. In cage three, in recoded, it encoded. It said, "We must return to free them from their torment." Right, encoded, and mm-hmm. then in recoded, it changed to, "Their hurting will be ended when you return to mend it." And that's like just randomly in his journal after Think Nominee, and that's why recoded happens. <laughs> what the fuck? Also, when I typed in. Uh, Jiminy Journal Recoded. The first thing is people also ask, can I skip Recoded? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. The answer is yes. 100% yes. And then the answer from the GameFAQs forum that it pulled the answer from was, yes, it is perfectly safe to skip Recoded. You will not be harmed if you skip Recoded. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. Next week, episode 36, we'll be back. If you guys want to enter the contest for those those chains, those trinkets, Aquaterra and Ben that you put on the bottom of your keyblade, uh, go into our question of the week and answer the last week's question of the week, which They're is all one of your a kind. favorite Kingdom Hearts game and why. The new question of the week is what's your favorite memory from Kingdom Hearts 1? In honor of in honor of the 17th anniversary. Yes. So you can answer multiple questions if you want. Uh, and we will be back next week with some more Kingdom Hearts goodness. Nonsense. Nonsense, if you will. On the on all the nonsense Ansem Report podcast. Thank you for listening and watching. And uh, Jason, go ahead. <sighs> May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. <laughs>